from the Credit Union National Association. This is the CUNY News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Young professionals realize their role entails more than just their daily credit union duties, and they know the movement's future depends on their involvement with advocacy, says Adam Engelman. I'm Jennifer Plager, a senior editor with CUNA News and Credit Union Magazine. I recently spoke with Engelman, CUNA's Director of Federal Grassroots Advocacy. He talked about why young professionals get involved with advocacy, how they're advocating, and more during a conversation with the CUNA News Podcast. Adam, can you talk about why it's important for young professionals to get involved in advocacy efforts? That's a really good question. Um, I just want to start off by saying that I love speaking with young professionals because they're a very energetic group. They have a lot of energy. They're often obviously new within the credit union movement, and they just bring a unique perspective uh, to the movement. And I encourage them, regardless of what their job title may be or their exact job description is on what they do on a day-to-day basis, that they really should care about advocacy for not only themselves, but the entire credit union movement. And in doing so, and being an advocate for the credit union movement, they're essentially not only being an advocate for their jobs and the continuation of credit unions throughout the country, but also being an advocate for their members and making sure that whether they like it or not, whether about politics, um, people in Washington, D.C. and their respective state capitals do have a huge influence on the policies and regulations that they pass on credit unions. They do have a big impact on how they um, have the potential to serve their members. And based on what those regulations or bills may be, it could have a hindrance or prevent them from adequately serving their members. So I just try to tell young professionals that regardless of what your title is within the credit union, that they really should try to at least reserve a little bit of time to care about advocacy um, and to advocate on behalf of not only themselves, but the credit union movement. What are some of those characteristics that make a person a, a great advocate? There's a a number of different attributes that I think make a good uh, credit union advocate. And when I talk to folks about advocacy in the credit union movement, I often say that I think that credit union folks are naturally very good advocates because foremost, they're very passionate. Uh, They're very passionate about giving back to their communities. And not only are they passionate, but they're knowledgeable. They, They know their credit union members better than anyone else. Um, most credit union young professionals, they interact with their members on a daily basis. If they don't inter- interact with them directly, it's often indirectly where they hear stories from their colleagues. So there's really a number of ways for them to be good advocates. And that's why over the last few years, we have been developing a number of new resources and programs to give them the tools and equip them with the resources so they can be better advocates. There's a w- variety of different ways that you can uh, be an advocate, but it all comes back to building that a relationship with a member of Congress. If you're an, an extroverted person, uh, we definitely encourage you to, you know, attend your hike the hill for your leagues. Um, that's a, a program where we bring credit union professionals to Washington, D.C. throughout the year. Uh, that the league oversees the logistics and that they take care of all the responsibility of organizing the meetings with the the legislative delegation and also the NCA and CFPB. So I would encourage folks that are a little bit more comfortable uh, interacting with others um, and they're more extroverted to attend not only um, your hike the hill in DC, but you also have the opportunity to do that at the state level back at your respective state capitals. So that's definitely a great opportunity for someone who's more extroverted. 
Um, if you're more introverted and not into that as much, I would say that there's a number of other opportunities. Uh, we have action alerts where we request um, folks to write into their members of Congress and state legislators, or sometimes it could be a regulatory action alert uh, where we're asking folks to write in, whether it be supportive or um, anti, depending on what the bill is. Um, supporting a credit union. And a lot of the times folks are their experts on this area, whether it be loans or various regulations. So if you're not as comfortable speaking with people, you can do it through written word and comment letters. And and the more specific you can be and tell stories through written text, uh, that is also very helpful. So that's another way for people who are a little bit more introverted uh, to also become great advocates for the credit union movement. So I like to hit home on two main points is building relationship um, with members of Congress and their staffs, and then personalizing when you do reach out to them, whether your communications be in person or um, via email or uh, Facebook, social media, uh, to make the, tell stories and be specific and, and how those regulations impact you directly in your credit union's ability to serve your members. So other than having that passion and that ability to build the relationships with your elected officials and tell your story, any other kind of qualities or characteristics, attributes that a person, a good advocate should have? Yeah, I would also say I neglected to uh, to mention that a lot of uh, advocates are involved. And again, I think it goes back to my point that credit union folks are just naturally very good advocates because they're so involved in their communities. A lot of these attributes are kind of bread and butter for credit unions. They're already giving back to their communities. They're already involved. So it really just takes the next step of, of using what you're already doing and harnessing that for advocacy purposes. I'll just say, just be willing and open-minded uh, to participate and do advocacy uh, is another attribute of someone who's usually a pretty good advocate. So if you can put all those together, uh, you'll be the perfect advocate for the credit union movement and not only the movement, but you yourself and your individual credit union. And for those young professionals who are out there going, advocacy, I wanna, I've, I've never done it before. I want to kind of up my game. What are some tips that you have for them in, in terms of either how to get started or what they should remember when they're meeting with their elected officials? Of course. Yeah, we have a number of different programs out there. Uh, over the last few years, we've tried to develop additional resources and programs for credit union folks, regardless of where they fall within the credit union movement. As far as young professionals specifically, uh, I know that CUNA now hosts an annual YP convention in Madison, Wisconsin, which is a great gathering where where young professionals can network with their peers and interact and and learn what folks are doing throughout the country in the exact same situations. I'm actually fortunate enough to be attending and at the YP convention just now. And uh, a lot of these individuals have great ideas. They have their own YP committees within their um, respective credit unions, or if not within that individual credit union, they often have YP committees at the state level. I know that the National YP Committee has really tried to provide an infrastructure to provide guidance for YPs to create committees and and YP opportunities. So, because at the end of the day, it's about networking and just there's so many great ideas out there. It's just people need to hear them from others. Uh, but with those, we've been trying to harness that and create more organized programs. In addition to the YP convention that is held in Madison, we now this will be our third year doing the YP advocacy uh, workshops held in Washington D.C. And this year, the dates for that are Monday, September 9th, and Monday, September 23rd. 
It's an all-day training that occurs in Washington, our credit union house. They're both on Mondays. And Monday is an all-day intensive uh, interactive program where you're learning from the pros and and hearing directly from congressional staffers on best practices and tips. And then the Tuesday is when, uh, depending on logistics and so forth, you can go to the Hill and meet with your member or their staffs. And part of the reason that we select September is because that's typically in the past been a, a very heavy time of when a lot of state leagues do their hike the hills. So depending on timing and in your particular state, and I would encourage YPs and others to look up their hike the hill dates for their state, they could participate in the YP training on that Monday and then participate in the appropriate hike the hill that week uh, for your state. And that's why we do it uh, two weeks in uh, September. Other resources and programs that we have out there right now that YPs would be interested in, uh, there'd be a real natural fit to be a member of our PGN or Political and Grassroots Network. And this is a network comprised of different folks throughout the credit union movement, a variety of different uh, job titles. Well, I think we have CEOs, we have administrative assistants, we have loan officers, we all and everywhere on the spectrum. PGN is just a group comprised of folks that are interested in government affairs and learning more and really learning ways that they can be a better advocate. And it's it's really a minimal commitment. We, we have a once, um, our annual meeting once a year is at GAC. So folks can attend that. If they don't attend a G- GAC, it's not a problem at all. We also do quarterly conference calls and we do I do emails where I provide them with updates. And I try not to flood their inbox by any means, but it's a good way to get education and, and be kept abreast of what's going on in Washington, D.C. So those are some of the tools um, and programs that we have out there uh, currently. So I'd say Hike the Hill, uh, PGN, RAP Index is another one that we have that's a survey that goes out to uh, attendees of different conferences where we can uh, assess if folks have different relationships with members of Congress or or their staffs or say, say you're a college buddy and now he's a member of the state house or state senate or your friend is a college buddy that is now chief of staff or a, a member of Congress. Those are the types of relationships that we really look for and really help us in our advocacy efforts. As someone who works with the grassroots advocacy efforts, is are, are you seeing a lot of young professionals coming up and saying, hey, I want to get involved or Definitely. There's been a massive influx of interest from the YPs last few years. To to be honest, part of the reason we started doing the young professional advocacy training in Washington was we actually got approached from a group of young professionals from New York at GAC several years ago, and they inquired if we had ever thought about doing some advocacy training specifically geared towards young professionals. Now, we had just thrown around the idea of doing advocacy trainings, but it never it never really dawned on us to do that specifically for YPs, but it made it made so much sense because YPs at the end of the day are the future of the movement. Um, the, the people that are, you know, are YPs now, regardless of what their job title is, they're going to be the leaders of the movement, whether they be the next CEOs, next board members or what have you. So it makes sense to instill in them early that advocacy is very important component of what whatever their job title is at their credit union, that advocacy is important. So there's definitely been an influx of interest, I think, uh, and, and new energy in the YPs the last few years that I've witnessed. Um, it's, this will be our third year doing the YP advocacy training. And I know as far as the conven- the YP convention, which I referenced earlier, I know this is the second year that they've held this. And the first year, they think they had 100 attendees. And now this year, I think there are 125 people here today. So we're continuing to see just an increase of interest in uh, not only interest in, in um, advocacy, but just an interest in giving back to uh, the credit union movement and, and making sure that its future is bright. What do you think is driving that 
increased interest? I think a lot, most people that I interact with, they just embody the credit union movement in the sense that they're very passionate about giving back to their communities. Uh, that's why one of my favorite things to do is just go to conferences and especially talk to young professionals because I think they're just very driven. And I think they see firsthand in working with the credit union that they see the good work that the credit union is doing in their communities. They're seeing that, you know, credit units, not only are they giving, maybe giving loans to folks that otherwise wouldn't get loans, but they're also giving back in a variety of different ways, whether, you know, be sponsoring a local 5k or donating to the local food bank. It's really just a whole way of, of how you view your community and what you think about giving back. And I think that people, a lot of people, you know, they might have a credit union story. Maybe they got a loan from a credit union. Um, so they might have some history where their parents were a member of a credit union. Maybe their parents got a mortgage uh, from their credit union. So there's that aspect of it. But then there's a lot of people that kind of just fell into it and end up working on a credit union. And it really it c- comes in the values. There's, I mean, there's so many different studies about millennials and what they like volunteerism and, and so forth. So I, I think a lot of that just goes to what millennials are into about giving back to their community uh, and so forth. What kind of tips do you have for directors who want to reach out and, and advocate for the credit union movement, and especially given the um, the upcoming legislative recess that's coming in in August? Yeah, no, it's a it's a great question, and it's actually something we just recently have thought a little bit more about, and we recently launched the Army of Volunteer Advocates. And this is actually something that came out of the Volunteer Leadership Committee, which is a committee comprised of volunteers throughout the country who are kind of tasked with kind of looking at some addressing issues from the volunteer standpoint. And a few years ago, they took on the idea of advocacy because we have all these great volunteers throughout thousands throughout the country that, you know, devote so much of their time to their credit union. They attend board meetings. They go to community events. There's so much uh, experience within this group. Sometimes they're not as well abreast about using that for advocacy efforts. So we've been trying to create a whole program where these folks can educate themselves and learn about advocacy and how they can um, develop those advocacy skills. Because a lot of times board members or volunteers at credit unions often have a lot of good relationships. They're often members of their local Rotary Club or Elk Club or Chamber of Commerce. And because they've been in the, their communities for such a uh, prolonged period of time, they often have relationships with, you know, business leaders or community leaders. And, and those types of relationships can be utilized for advocacy purposes. And I think for a lot of people that are volunteers or board members, they maybe never thought about it from an advocacy angle. So we've been trying to concentrate on this group as well and make sure that we're also developing things for directors. And I would just say that as far as tips for them, I would encourage First and foremost, if, if you're a director or volunteer, um, and I go back and forth because I know some people refer, <laughs> prefer volunteer, others prefer director, but I would say the first thing is really to take part in the Government Affairs Conference or GAC, which takes place in Washington, D.C., or if you can't participate in that event, uh, the ACUC, which is always the summer um, conference. These are great opportunities where you can not only interact with your peers and other board members and volunteers throughout the country, but it's also there's uh, it's educational programming. And then depending on what if you attend GAC or ACUC, if you're at GAC, you can participate and go to Capitol Hill visits. So that would be my the first thing I would recommend. The other thing I would recommend is if maybe um, participate in your hike the hill, whether you do that at uh, and come to Washington D.C. with your 
whatever league you're a member of, or do that back at your respective state capital. Um, that's just another opportunity that kind of sets us apart from other trade organizations and other organizations in the sense that most groups do a fly-in once a year. We're very unique in the sense that not only do we do a fly-in, but in addition to that, we do a hike the hill program, which is really just another opportunity for credit union um, professionals and credit union board and volunteers to come to Washington, D.C. to educate their legislators. Um, about the credit union difference. So those are kind of some basic things I would encourage them to do. And I, and I would also encourage them as the, the most recent program that I just mentioned, we call, refer to it as AVA, all of the army of volunteer advocates. And that's something that we're trying to enroll and enlist volunteers and board members throughout the country. And by, it's by no means a, it's a pretty minimal commitment. Basically, you'll just get an email update from time to time that will keep you abreast of what's going on. And it varies by league to league. Some leagues have enrolled it into their other programs and other training. Uh, the leagues kind of, we at the national level kind of oversee it, but it's more of a, a league to league type program. But the whole point and goal of it or initiative of it is to get more board member and director level folks involved. Cause at the end of the day, they just have so much institutional knowledge. And speaking about telling your story earlier, these folks that have been in their involved in their credit unions and their communities forever, so they definitely have great stories and definitely can speak to the credit union movement and how the credit union movement has helped their respective communities. So when it comes down to that, that telling your story, telling your credit union story, it really doesn't matter if you're a young professional or if you're an older board of director who's been around for a while. It's it's like you said, really telling your story and getting that across to Yep. I, I just, the two big things I like to stress to folks is building a relationship uh, with your, either your state or federal member of Congress. Uh, as far as legislative, if you're, if you're more into the regulatory stuff and it just depends, um, you can also build a relationship with, you know, NCA or CFPB and, and their staffs. But we've been trying to do a better job over the last few years of creating programs and resources that so regardless of where you are within the credit union movement, if you're a YP or middle management or CEO or board member slash volunteer, we're trying to create programs and resources that equip you to, to be the best advocate you can for the movement and to make it as easy as possible. Because I, I tell folks all the time, I realize that you know people live busy lives. Uh, they have a lot going on. They have families. There's so many other things to do that I'm sure that credit union advocacy does not pop up in the top tier of their daily basis. So what we're trying to do is develop things, uh, programs and, and resources so it's as easy as possible. And we're constantly learning and we're trying to constantly improve. So that's why I always tell people, regardless of where they are within the movement, if they're just starting out and they're only a few months in or they've been a board member for 70 plus years, I'm always w willing to listen and hear ideas about w ways we can make it as easy as possible for folks to be advocates for the credit union movement. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. 